welcome to the Mother Days. I'm Sarah Ray Dawson. And I'm Teresa Palmer and you are listening to the Mother Days. We are doing spooky tales for October. And um, we have a very special guest with us today. We're here with Debbie Wright, Sarah's mom. What a joy and a blessing. Thank you. I'm Facebook friends <laughs> with you, Debbie. I don't know if we've ever met <laughs> in real life, but no. I follow you on Facebook. No. But I've watched all, all your movies, so. <laughs> oh, so so sweet. I was watching your movie the other day of an insane storm at your house. It was crazy. The rain was going sideways. Yes. I spent all weekend cleaning my backyard, uh, cleaning up. The, I always say it rains mud here, which it does rain mud here. So I had like two inches of mud on everything and I washed all the patio cushions and everything and spent. And I just felt like it was so amazing last night when I sat down on the patio furniture and just to watch TV for a few minutes before I had to go to bed for work today. And uh, Mm. all of a sudden, this huge storm came out of nowhere. And it felt like it was somewhere, it should have been somewhere tropical instead of in my backyard. And it was, and I was like, all I was worried about is my lettuce grow out there because it was, it's doing amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been able to harvest anything from your lettuce grow yet? Well, I don't really know how to do that. I was going to Google, okay. like, what can I eat off of it or how can I take it? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, you can eat everything off of it. Do I take the whole thing, the whole head of lettuce off or I take a few pieces off or what do I do? <laughs> I hear you. I totally get what you're saying. You actually um, harvest it like the way that you would do if you were eating something. So, like, you just kind of take off what you're going to eat, but you don't want to take off any more than that because then it'll wilt pretty quickly and okay. like get into the fridge. I wondered that. It's beautiful. And, and <laughs> the heads of lettuce are so big and all the ones that I got are amazing. Yeah, girl, start making salad. I mean, you should be. You're the lettuce expert, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> the last storm I had, the I had an umbrella protecting it because we've been having like 105 and 110 degree weather. So I had this umbrella cockeyed kind of like protecting it. And yeah. then uh, a storm hit while I was at work and it cut the head off of one of my pepper plants. It's like totally. <laughs> I know it's like spun around and took it off. So I have to say you have the most beautiful accent. Oh, I've never heard you speak before. I know. Doesn't she have it? A- I didn't even think I have an accent. but you- The most gorgeous accent. Oh, it's heaven. <laughs> You probably think I have the accent. You do have one, yeah. (laughs) You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. Think of all that cash back on those overpriced kombuchas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. 
So what could future you do with more cashback? Uh, splurge on some fancy champagne with the gals or order fine dining to the house and watch a good true crime doco. Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cars, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have a very special guest with us today that we've already talked about, but we're going to slide that in here. Um, with the best accent. My mama. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, my mama, Debbie, from uh, Kentucky originally. That's where I was born and that's where mom grew up. And um, mom has joined us today to uh, tell us one of her uh kind of powerful story, something that happened uh, to her before I was born. Um, so welcome, Mom. Thank you. Tell us, what do you do for work? Well, here in Arizona, I am an office manager at a dental practice. I have like three dentists, four specialists, two hygienists. But in Kentucky, I was actually a dental assistant where I actually did the work on you. If I did your fillings, cleanings for 23 mm -hmm. years. Yeah, I've been doing this for 33 years. So. Our listeners know that you um, got me in really early <laughs> on all of the the whitening uh, treatments and any of the... Um, you, you were the guinea pig, yes. I was the guinea pig. <laughs> and that's why you both have beautiful teeth. And I'm looking at both of your gorgeous <laughs> smiles and I was like, wow, it pays to be in your job. Uh, yeah, mom's teeth are amazing. You need to send me some of the whitening stuff down to Australia. <laughs> I can. I am straight up yellow. Thank you. Please do. No, you're not. <laughs> no. I mean, we can see your teeth. It's the sun. I look very <laughs> white right now. I'm like just a reflector board. <laughs> um, I'm a guinea pig and I think I had like 18 fillings or something. I've had a lot of cavities and mm -hmm. a lot of. And I have a lot of PTSD uh, with being in a dental chair. <laughs> a lot. There's a lot that comes along with it. I got many, many treats uh, from the dentist's office uh, and then ended up right back in there again. Isn't it funny that dentists hand out lollipops? I always find that so bizarre. Yeah, it is. <laughs> They're like, come back and see us and say yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're hope We want to retain our, retain our patients, you know. That's right. That's right. That's like, that's job security. That's what that's yeah. called. <laughs> Here's some Jolly Ranchers, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. I haven't had a Jolly Rancher in so long. I love that you go a little bit more with the accent around your mom. It just comes out, Sarah. <laughs> like your mom brings it out in you. Is it happening? Yeah. I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> These little twangs are coming out. It's like you revert oh, back. Oh, that's It funny. always happens when you're around your parents. You, we sort of yeah. slide back into that dynamic and the 
That's you know, true. It's so, it's so interesting. I love it. It's really funny. Um, so you are joining us for our supernatural episode. Obviously, it's October. It's spooky season. We've had a few people jump on and tell us their stories. We've also had listeners write in and share their stories. Um, I shared a couple of things. Sarah shared something so insane that Esme said. And I know you have another story for us as well, don't you? Well, I just have like a funny story because my mom is here. So I have like a um, – there was a, a day when we were going to see my mom or like we were – we were call- I was calling my mom. And so I call my mom all the time. But sometimes the kids are kind of crazy when I call mm-hmm. my mom. Like instantly it's like they need me. Two of them get in a fight. Someone's screaming. And I'm just like, guys. And so one day I was like, listen, this is my mom. This is like if you guys were my age and you were calling me to check on me to see how I'm doing. And I was like, Esme, like when I'm older, will you call and check on me? And she goes, ugh fine. I can check on you. But if you're not okay, I'm not going to take care of you. You have to take care of yourself like an old granny. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She is a comedian, that girl. You know what? That's so you, Sarah. Not that you wouldn't take care of me, but. (laughs) I know. It's just just like, she's she's like, oh, fine. Yeah, I'll call you. Okay. We really have to keep talking about it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's funny. Anyway, just because my mom's here and I always want to call my mom and then my kids are like, no thanks. Um, But Teresa, you have a kind of a crazy story to share today, right? Yeah, I have one more. So I did share a couple of spooky things. Actually, the house that I'm at right now is where some of the activity was happening. I just looked around nervously as though the ghosts were listening to me. Like I was respectful. Uh (laughs) (laughs) The moment you like open yourself up and you start talking about it, I I have been feeling really nervous to come back to this house and Mm -hmm. sleep here on my own. I haven't had my husband for the last seven weeks. So it's just been me and the kids and I make my mom sleep in the kids' room with the kids because she's got a little granny flat. But I'm like, please, when my husband's not here, please sleep in the room with the kids so that I know everyone's safe and taken care of. Um, But I can't help but at nighttime have the thoughts in my head because something that happened here, that there was a big knock on the door in the middle of the night and then no one was there and then there was just this tricycle in the middle of right by my door I know it was really creepy but it was the same bike that my cleaning lady saw in the middle of the room after she had put it off to the side she turned around came back in and it was just in the middle of the room again and now there have been a few things here Uh, my caretaker came yesterday and these lights in my main living area over there are flickering like just oh my god three of them but he just had them all replaced all fixed about a month ago and so he came and he's like I have no way to explain this he's like I actually don't know I think someone's messing with you and it's these three lights just going like a strobe effect so Mm. that's been happening and then at night time I've certainly just I've been having poets sleep in the bed poet prairie and I'm in the middle with the girls with like um pushed up against the wall 
And I have been feeling great here. I have not been nervous. I've been sleeping so much better than I thought I would. But the story I wanted to share with you is that back in 2014, the end of 2014, I was in my newish house in America. And I had this friend, she's like very intuitive. She's very in touch with that side of things. And she walked through the house and she was like, hey, Tez, like I wouldn't generally say anything, but I just want to let you know that there is a spirit in your master bedroom. And it's an old man. He's an older gentleman. Oh, my gosh. He, he isn't malicious. He feels quite gentle. Um, his passing was quite peaceful, but he's sort of in this loop, a trauma loop from something that happened in his life but he's not harboring any resentments or anger. So you don't need to be afraid, but he is here. And I was like, oh, God, that's so nerve-wracking. Of course, told Mark. And he was like, oh, whatever. Mark doesn't really. He's open <laughs> to anything, but he's not like me where I 100% believe in all of these things. Um, so that night, maybe not that night, maybe it was the night after, but it was within a short period of time of my friend saying this to me. Mark and I were lying in bed and I was like, you just don't believe in ghosts. Like, you just don't believe in them. I was like, he's like, I don't know. Like, he kept coming out with all these excuses and he's like, oh, it's so silly. This is just what someone said. Like, there's no way that's real. And I was like, you're just a non-believer. That's just who you are. And we were in this, like, little tiff about it. And suddenly the mirror, we had this stand-up mirror. I don't know if you remember this, Sarah. I used to have this long skinny stand-up mirror mirror in my bedroom up against the wall and it had been there for so long no one had moved it no one had touched it it started slowly moving down the wall like just at an angle like like slowly and Mark and I are staring at it in disbelief and I was like are you seeing this and he's like I'm seeing this and it's going slowly down and then the last little section, it slams down really fast oh. and all the, the mirror just shatters into a thousand pieces. Oh, my goodness. <gasps> and it wakes the baby up, Bodie. It wakes Bodie up and he's like, Urgh! and he does that scream. You know that cry, Sarah, when they're so afraid or something's happened to them or maybe they're injured and it's the, yes. <laughs> And he just cannot yes. calm down. And for about 30 oh minutes, God. I cannot calm him down. Putting him on the boob, moving around. We are petrified. We run out. We go sleep in the Zen den. <laughs> and then the next day we sage everything. We just sage, sage. And we had saged when we first got into the house. We had done all of that. I had got my crystals out. I had put the good juju out there and whatever. Obviously <laughs> it didn't work. There was some old grumpy ghost who didn't like the fact that my husband didn't believe in him. And in the conversation, decided to make his uh, appearance known. It was unbelievable. Um, and Mark still doesn't fully believe that the ghost did that. He's still just like, well, it could have been a wind. It could... There, there was nothing. There was no aircon on. There was no doors open. Nothing. And it slowly happened before our eyes. There's just nothing that can explain that away. So anyway, that was my weird ghost story. All right, as you guys know, we are we are busy mums. We are dog mums, business mums, performance mums, school board mums. Life gets 
hectic. That's why we rely on our tried and tested go-tos to alleviate some of the chaos. NerdWallet helps you by maximizing your everyday spending, whether it's groceries for the week, drinks with friends, or a nice family meal. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. I mean, come on, guys. Think of all the cash back that you're going to get on those kombuchas, on those frozen pizzas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Uh, A silent meditation retreat in Peru, a sweat lodge in India, whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all credit cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Spring is here and school is coming to a close and life could not be crazier. Um, So one of the things that has helped our family so much on those super packed weekends and weekdays with sports and school and all the things has been Green Chef. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for clean eating, delivering pre-portion and prep quality whole foods. Green Chef sends organic, fresh produce, responsibly sourced protein, and chef-designed recipes in every box. And for our family, we have two people who are gluten-free. So it's been amazing picking out these like gluten-free recipes with the kids. You can find clean meals to suit your lifestyle with preferences like Mediterranean, plant-based, gluten-free, protein-packed, keto, calorie-smart, and gut health. My kids love following along with the Green Chef recipes, pulling them out of the box, looking at the pictures, putting everything together. They put on their little aprons and we do it as a family. It's so fast. It saved us so much time. And it's been something really fun to do together and teach the kids new recipes. You guys can go to greenchef.com slash motherdays50 and use code motherdays50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. Go to greenchef.com slash motherdays50 and use code motherdays50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. Okay, guys, check out Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. All right, guys, we are a couple of tired mamas and all we do is crave a spa day and we deserve it. We always end up putting ourselves down the very bottom of our to-do list. We jump from one activity to the next and we're always meeting the needs of everyone else around us. I think it is time for a little self-pampering. This Mother's Day, make every day a spa day for all the moms in your life with Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. It's a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature, uplifting, all-natural, citrusy scent. 
I think the greatest and most thoughtful gifts are the gifts that you actually like love yourself, something that you use on yourself. And I love using the Mega Moisture Duo. It makes my skin so glowy. It's like super hydrating, firming, smells amazing. When I give my kids a hug after a bath, they're like, you smell so good. (laughs) It is my absolute favorite gift and such a great gift for Mother's Day. Yes. Folding in self-care is a moment to practice mindfulness. It's self-love. It's compassion. And we all know if you run your battery flat, it's harder to recharge. A consistent body care routine promotes healthy, glowing skin and also supports your mental health. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOTHERDAYS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOTHERDAYS for 10% off. That's banana. You know, um, I was just talking to a friend of mine who um, we, her and I lost a really dear friend in common. But right after um, our friend passed away, she, for (laughs) every single day, for days, the lights would flicker like crazy in her house at all of these random times. I think I remember telling you this. And it was during COVID, and so nobody could come over. But, like, she talked to this woman who does house clearings. And she, like, tuned in to figure out, like, what was going on and basically was told that um, our friend was trying to, like, get her attention and, like, let her know that she was there. And the only way she could do it was through, like, flickering the lights. And, yeah, which was – so trippy. But then she told me another story about the house that she's in that she had um, someone come over who's a friend of hers to do like a house clearing. And she um, has like a – she had like a black hole, like a vortex thing in her hallway because her dog would go there every single night at 10 p.m. and bark in the hallway at this like corner in the hall. And she was like, what is happening? And like every night she would start to get a little anxious and get closer to 10. And then 10 p.m. would hit and the dog would go over and like start barking and was really freaking her out. And so her husband was like leaving to go out of town. So she called her friend to come over and do like a check out the house and like maybe try to do like a clearing or something. And she was like, oh, oh, okay. She goes, you have a, um, a, there's a little kid, a little girl who's um stuck you you have a black hole in your hallway um that is like a passageway like where people are trying like they're go there's like multiple people like that are trying to go through but they're kind of stuck here and she was like she's um trying to play with your dog oh my god and your dog doesn't know what to make of it so she's like she keeps trying to play with the dog and uh she's like but i can she's like she's fine she's just really upset about like being like having to go before her time and so she's kind of stuck in this way and so then she like cleared it or you know you know my friend was like oh well you know she told me she like cleared it and then like she was clearing out the black hole and like she went upstairs and she found that there was like somebody else upstairs 
like living in this issue. She cleared that person. Well, she said that that person didn't want to leave. And then mm-hmm. she was like, okay, so this is the person's story. They don't want to leave. They've been on this property for a long time. They're a caretaker. They're not going to bother you. Are you okay with them staying? And she was like, sure. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, um, I sort, yeah, maybe. And um, sure enough, the next night, 10 p.m. rolls around, dog sleeping, doesn't bother. Wow. It's all gone. It's all gone. Isn't that nuts? That's insane. It That's insane. Feel, I get so worried. Even now, I keep looking around because I'm like, please, I know you're listening. I know you're listening. We, yes, we are intrigued by you, <laughs> but we're not that intrigued that we want to see you. So just, I want to keep the door closed <laughs> to any of that. My friend uh. was telling me a story. He was my Actually, I can't give it, give it away who he is because I told you the story. He'd prefer to be anonymous. Anyway, so I was driving with a, this friend of mine recently and it was a long drive and I was like, what's your take on spirits and supernatural? And he told me the most terrifying story, this experience that happened to him, and it was this very thing that we're talking about. He had opened his consciousness in a way Mm. that he feels welcomed all the good stuff and the lucid dreaming and the astral travel and all the stuff that he was he was doing a lot of work in that area so he was able to dive into dreams and lucid dreams so was very much aware of how to manipulate situations in his consciousness and within his dreamlike state he then got to the place where he was astral traveling and It was a practice. It was a daily practice for him. So he was a younger guy at the time and he was about five months into this practice and was getting really excited about his dreams where he could communicate with members of his family through his dreams. And in fact, his sister saw him in her room while he was dreaming. Like he managed to travel into the sister's room and then when she saw him, he was gone again. And he was like, yeah, I saw you in my dream. I knew I was in the room. So he had gone to this extreme place, but it did get extreme because (laughs) one night he was doing his practice and um, all of a sudden he felt blackness. He said he just felt the dark envelop him, like just come around him and squeeze him. And he said it was the darkest black he's ever seen he can't even describe how dark it was and he could feel this presence on top of him and it was an inch away from his face that came right oh my gosh his face and was pressing into him and he couldn't move he said he couldn't turn his head away he couldn't but it was communicating with him and didn't like what he was doing the practice that he was doing and then if he would continue to do that practice this presence would continue to show itself to my friend and (gasps) came so close to him at one point. Finally, I guess my friend managed to turn his shoulder and sort of move away and he said to this being, like, I hear you, I respect you, I'm not going to continue my practice. So he was like, right, I'm done. I'm getting, I'm exiting out of this practice. I'm not doing it anymore. But then it happened for three nights. So this entity, this evil entity 
came in to obviously the crack that he opened up by delving into these layers of consciousness that um, this entity took advantage of it and came in Mm. and by the third night he physically assaulted this entity. I'm calling it a he, I'm not trying to gender (laughs) the entity, but (laughs) the way he described it, he was using that um, pronoun, he was saying he. So this entity came in and came right up to his face again on the last night I was like, like talking. Oh my god! In. Stop! 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 I, know, I can't. I know. When he did that, that was the thing that I kept thinking about in my bed at night time. Was like, oh my god! No, I know. no. Really All my loud. cracks are closed. All yeah, of same. my cracks are like, sealed. I don't want tight. a peep open. I'm not interested. I don't care. I want you guys do whatever you want to do over there in your plane. That's right. I don't know where you are. I just I would don't like want to, to be have asleep. anything about it. That's correct. Yeah, and he and this thing pushed itself onto my friend's body really hard, like almost cracked its ribs and like flew out of him, like flew away and he didn't (sighs) see it again. But he said he was terrified of sleep for a long time after that. But it was just those three days and then he shut down his practice and he never did it again. He didn't dive into lucid dreaming. He didn't dive into astral travel. Yeah, and he's like, and I never have done it. Yeah, that's not something I'm going to. Mm-mm. I'm not going to pick that up. Not going to pull a book on that. Before he told me that horrible end to the story, I was like, wow, lucid dreaming sounds amazing. Ooh, like, yeah. How do I get into this? Like, What is this astral travel? What book should I read? I'm sure there's some medicinal plant that you can smoke to get into some lucid dreaming. I'm sure. At least for I'm a moment. Sure. I know it's through <laughs> meditation and a few various other practices that you can do. Zero interest. No, thank you. Yeah. I'm very no, happy. You. I'm very happy the way I am. Very happy. I mm-hmm. I, and we, like Sarah says, we like to dip our baby toe into this area. That's right. Yeah. But not the whole foot. But, we like to have like a teensy tiny little bitty bitty taste. But then cool that's sound. it. I mean, I, the other night oh, when we were you. recording spooky stories, I got so scared. I sh- I locked the door to the airstream because I'm out in the airstream by myself. Light shining on me. Anybody can see me through the window, but mm-hmm. I can't see anything out there. And I got so freaked out when I had to go back up to my house. But I forgot to turn the camera thing off so like Teresa could hear me. And I a was four. freaking out. I went down the stairs. I was carrying my water. My computer. Kids. I spilled water everywhere. I couldn't see anything. I was like trying to run up my stairs. I dropped stuff. And then Teresa was texting me like, I can still hear you. I thought maybe she could hear me as well. So I was like, Sarah. I was so great. It's me, your ghost. Terrified. Yeah. I was trying to, I was trying to mess with you. It didn't work. But I asked my mom, I was like, are there any stories that you want to tell? Because I definitely want to have you on the show at some point. And um, I talk about you on the show. So I was like, ah. Mm-hmm. And mom's had many different things that have come up in life. Um you know, with uh, animals, mom, you have like how many dogs? A four. <laughs> <laughs> Currently, she has four dogs, four dogs. But at one point, you had four dogs, a bearded dragon. I have fish. I have fish. Yeah. You had a fish. Yeah. She's like. Plenty. I have a whole tank of fish. Yes. Oh, you still do? Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, something I tried to do the other day, which is crazy. I'll tell you about this. So we had these frogs come after this 
monsoon and there's yeah. Sonoran desert frogs. So there was one in my pool and I rescued it. And then it just like, I thought it peed all over me, but it actually shot poison on me. I didn't know that. Oh no. But I ran, but I, I rescued this thing and I put it over the <laughs> fence and everything. And so I went in and washed my hands and then I got to reading about it. And it was like poisonous to humans and to dogs. And Louie, oh, no. oh, Louie has tried to, he killed one and he was like in this hallucinating stage where his eyes bugged out. And no. I had to, yeah, I had to wash him down and everything. So I was trying to rescue this poor frog, which I thought was a poor frog, but he was a poisonous frog, which is crazy. <laughs> well, he's still, he's still a poor frog. I mean, but he's just a poisonous poor frog. <laughs> right. But he was poisonous to humans and to animals so and louis not Jeez. only did it once he did it twice and the second time i wish i would have videotaped him because he remember when jojo had the big bug eyes and she had <laughs> diabetic <laughs> one of our dogs yes that's what louis looked like he was like he was like his hands were like <laughs> ah, he was like hallucinating and <laughs> oh norwa and they say in in arizona it's it's illegal to lick the frog or smoke its skin because it's hallucinogenic <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what People actually Wait. catch frogs and lick them. Who's out there catching frogs and licking them? You could with this one because it's hallucinogenic. So, <laughs> oh my god! Wait, wait, wait! Obviously, somebody has, has done, done this <laughs> because it's illegal, you guys. And now there'll be another five people being like, "Hey, cool, let's do that this Saturday night." <laughs> wait a minute, what's the name? Hold on, go back, rewind. What's the name of the frog? <laughs> a Sonoran Desert Frog or a Colorado Frog. So. If any of our listeners have licked a Sonoran Desert Frog and you've had a trip, a hallucination, can you please email us at themotherdays at gmail.com and tell right. us everything? Better yet, send videos. <laughs> Actually, yeah, send us your videotape. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was a crazy thing. It was like I was for an hour, I was trying to re, like resuscitate Louie, and I'm like, you deserve oh, this, Louie, because this is your second time. It's the second time. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little dog. Oh so Louie was my dad's dog mm -hmm. that he's really tiny. He used to sleep on my dad's lap. And my for anybody who doesn't know, my dad died about five years ago. And so my mom definitely thinks that my dad comes and visits in the form of Louie. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> comes back, has a little visit, barks at uh, mom's new husband. Sleeps on his pillow, growls at him if he wants, if he tries to get in his side of the bed. Yes. <laughs> oh, does what? Yeah, does Louis like him or not? He does, but not not in the bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> possessive. Wow, that makes sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. And he, you know what's funny is he doesn't sleep on on that pillow. He sleeps with me, but when Herb comes home, he's like on his side of the bed and it's like growls at him. Do not get in this bed. Yeah. Oh my god! Wow. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, crazy. it's your dad, Sarah. It might it might be. Every time I've come back and I've been around Louie, I look at Louie and I'm like, Dad, Dad, is that you? Give me a sign. Give me a sign. <laughs> it could be his gray, his gray mustache, you know. And Do something. <laughs> bushy eyebrows. Yeah, I'm not sure Dad's come around when I've been there uh, in the form of Louie. But anyway, so I asked mom, like, what story do you want to um, tell? And she's like, I actually have a story um, from before you were born. So before I was born, um, mom and dad had uh, a son. Yeah. And so my brother. Robert Leroy Wright III. <laughs> Robert Leroy Wright III. Oh, my gosh. 
divine. Ah, oh, such a sweetheart. I love it. And um, and do you you want to take it from here? I kind of set you up with him. Yeah, for sure. So when he was he was in the hospital and he had a brain tumor, which was terrible, but it was in the brain stem, which nowadays could be lasered and taken care of. But then yes. there was no way to do anything to it unless they when they opened him up, it touched it, it grew. So he and he had like many a strokes and he was on pretty much on like a, a feeding tube and how old was he? He was like Two? He was, uh, yeah, he, well, he was 15 months old when he got sick. So okay. he passed away like one month before his second birthday. Oh, oh gosh. Because I know he was in the hospital for a long time. Eight months. Yes, eight months. Eight months. But he okay. was like, he was already at 12 months old. He already, you know, was potty trained and just like, he was amazing, like remarkable. Everything he did was he talked early and he loved McDonald's cheeseburgers, which is terrible right now. I know <laughs> that's but, okay. I mean, that was his favorite thing, but, uh, but he had a, he had a brain tumor. We thought he had ear infections, but it, it was just a, like a fluid producing tumor. So once he got it taken out, he was like immediately was so much better. And then he went into seizures because it was still producing the fluid. But, but anyway, so he was sick in the hospital for eight months and, eight um, months. So the neurologist is like, he's never going to survive this, but I couldn't believe it because you can't believe that, that you would be without your child, you know. But one day um, after several months, I mean, a lot of kids had passed away. We were in the Audubon Hospital and there was like on on the kids in the pediatric ward and so many kids have passed away. And what's the, the crazy thing is, is they would pass you their balloons or their flowers and I never wanted any of that stuff. I was just like, no, I don't. Cause I, it's your turn, you know, you're kind of like, mm. but one day I was in the uh, waiting room and walked out to the waiting room just for a breather. And I met this lady and she's like, Oh, do you have a little boy in the hospital too? And I was like, I do. And she's like, well, what's his name? And I told her and she said, Oh, I want you to meet my little boy. And uh, so I said, okay, you know, I wasn't really that interested meeting her little boy but because everybody's sick there but so I went in the room and there was this giant boy that was like 21 years old and he had a had a trachea trach in him and he was like totally breathing off the trach but he was in there because he had pneumonia and she goes Johnny look this is Debbie her son uh Robert is in the room next to you and he'd been that way for 18 years Oh oh my gosh he wait what he'd been in there for 18 years well, he had been like he was for 18 years. She finally had to put him in a nursing home because she couldn't care for him. So she, oh. but she, to her, he was just as normal as he was when he was two years old when he got that way, you know. Oh. So I was like, oh, I kind of like, oh, my gosh, I woke up and I'm like, I've been so selfish because I had uh, begged for him to live. And he was pretty much, you know, like not even, I mean, he might, I don't know, he'd had so many strokes, he had a feeding tube, he didn't have a trach, thank God, because I was like, I didn't want that for him. So when I left that room, I was like, oh, I can't even, I feel so selfish because I begged for him to live. So then the reason I'm telling you this is because of what happened next. The next day, your dad and I were in the room together, and I was talking about that boy, and I was like, you know, I, I feel really selfish because I've been begging for God for him to live. But do I want him to live like that for the next 18 years? I would take care of him no matter what, you know. 
so in in it was a Wednesday, and in the room came a, a girl because we had I don't know if y'all know what candy stripers are, but they're girls that you know like volunteer to get um, I guess to kind of get like um, experience if they want to be nurses in the future. So they're called candy stripers. So she came in and she was checking on us, and she was like, "Oh, how are y'all doing?" and um, she said, I, this is your son, Robert. And and I was like, yeah. And she's like, I just want to check on you. I'll see if y'all need anything. And she gave me this letter and I was like, okay, thank you. And she left the room and I read the letter and it was so beautiful. And it was a message from God. And it was like, your children are only here for a little while for you to care for. And at any time, you know, they can come back home with me. Uh, they're precious and, you know, you're to raise them up and love them. It was like angels unaware. That's all I can remember. Mm. I can't find the poem. I know I have it somewhere in this book with all his stuff, all his pictures and everything. I tried to find it over the weekend, but I was like, oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. And it was almost like a confirmation that, you know, that anytime, you know, even though God gives us our children, you know, we, he could take them back at any time, but it was just almost like a, I felt like a presence, a beautiful presence. So I ran outside and the, the nursing station was just like right across from like from you to that plant. Um, and I was like, oh, I said, did you all see the candy striper that just left? You? I don't not remember what her name is. And they're like, Debbie, there's no candy stripers here today. They have to sign in on this pad and they're not allowed in here unless they have a pass. And I was like, no, she just gave me this letter. And she's like, well, there was no one here, but there was no one here. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's even more beautiful because it was an angel. It's an angel. Angel. I remember her face and it was just, I don't know, it was almost like a reassurance. So, you know, later on that night, you know, talked about, talked to Robert and I was like, you know, I can't keep begging for him to live. And he actually died the next day. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Yeah, because I let go. Oh, mom. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. That is, I have goosebumps. Oh. I know goosebumps, have tears in my eyes. Uh, I mean, it was beautiful, though. You know, like all his yeah. suffering. You know, I, I didn't think about him. Yeah. I thought about me. Yeah, because we actually got to take him home, like in September, for a little while. But he was on a on a feeding tube, and uh, I had to suction his throat out and things like that. And, you know, it was just like mm-hmm. maybe like giving me some time. But uh, you know, yeah. I know it's hard. You know, for parents lose their children no matter what stage that you lose them I thought that was beautiful yeah I mean wow what a powerful thing that you were um sent this spirit or angel or you know even the day before the lady that came in with her son who clearly Mm -hmm. you know had been in that way for 18 years no no one would want to beg their child to live like that you can yeah. keep him alive like that because basically he was being kept alive, you know, right. Even yeah. Robert was on the machines and things like that. But what a beautiful, what a beautiful gift. Yeah. For, to help with the transition. Like it was, you were gifted those two experiences back to back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Able to let go, you know, and just, um, you know, finally, I guess maybe have some peace to know that he was going to be with, you know, be in heaven and, you know, not just, I mean, it was, it was hard. And you were so young. Like I'm, I'm so grateful that 
that your like team of light or whoever was watching over you at that time sent this person to speak oh, it, to it you because you were like, how old were you, mom? You were, um, so I was 20 when I had you. So I was probably, um, 19, I guess when he passed away, oh. cause I had you the next year. Yeah. But it doesn't even feel like that though, because you know, once you, I remember when I had him, how beautiful he was and immediately, like I think about you all the time. Cause immediately I was like, my instinct was to nurse him and be the mother, yeah. you know, like instant mother, you know? And back yeah. then it wasn't even like even normal to breastfeed. <laughs> Yeah. But it was beautiful. Yeah, you were you were a very natural um mom and your you I remember you telling me too that I mean he was so little but he like fully communicated and mm-hmm. talked with you guys and he went to the potty and Yeah, like, it's like he was already we got to do all those things, you know, tr- potty mm-hmm. train and yeah, it was it was amazing. But I mean, he would tell me he had headaches. I thought he would just would say that because his aunt Donna had headaches a lot. And I thought he was mocking her, but he really did have headaches. And that was unbelievable. At 12 mm-hmm. months old, you could say I have a headache. He could tell you mm-hmm. that. Yeah. When you think about yeah. how literally like such a baby at that age. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, have to ask you because um, I remember dad saying that uh, he walked he was like, we walked out to look for her, the candy striper. And they actually wear like a candy striper yeah, uniform, like red, right? Yeah, stripe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and he said he that you guys like walked out, walked to the nurse's station. Immediately. He went down the hall, mm-hmm. like tried to find her, couldn't find her. And mm-hmm. that you both just knew like that was Instantly, that person. we did, yes. Yeah, that that was per- someone sent to you to tell you like, that it's this okay. is, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to be okay. And yeah, you felt like, you know, he said that you guys felt finally like you could go, okay, this is, this is what's supposed to happen now. It took a long time though. Yeah, I'm sure. Cause it's, it's not normal when you, that's all you have is your child, you know, and you just can't even imagine it, even though the neurologist will be like, you got to shake me and listen, you know. It's going to happen. How quickly after that were you pregnant with me? Um, so I believe probably because you were born in September. It's nine months. Yeah. So I probably got pregnant in December. <laughs> oh I had, had a really big fear, though, because I felt like I would never have any more kids again because a lot of people that I knew never could have kids, you know, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I had a fear and that's all I wanted, you know, was to get pregnant again. And the crazy thing is, is really cool. You were born totally blackheaded, which was totally unusual for our babies because they're all whiteheaded. Yeah, that's true. All the babies in our family have completely white hair, and I was born with black hair. And wow. so I felt like maybe that was something for me to not like, you know, mentally confuse you with having like Robert all over again because, you know, you all look alike, you know. So what's funny is as Maybe before you were one, your hair grew out totally white and you had black tips and everybody was like, oh my gosh, did you tip frost her hair? It's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Have we ever had any more babies that were totally blackheaded? No. No. uh, No. Like Wyatt had um, brownish blonde hair and then it was white and Winter was born with strawberry hair or not Winter, Esme was born with strawberry hair that was white and... Uh, and then Winter was born with white hair, basically. 
Yeah. So Robert and Samuel were whiteheaded, like toe-headed, like you couldn't even see their eye. They had no eyebrows or anything. Yes. So gosh, that is so wild. I mean, it's, you know, hearing that story again, I mean, you guys told us that story from when we were like little kids, you know, I remember hearing that and being like, wow, there's something else out there. I mean, I believed in God and, you know, I believed in angels and spirits and all of that just naturally, especially even after. So my great grandmother passed away when I was like five or six years old. Mm -hmm. And she was like my best friend in the whole world. And I spent the night at her house all the time. But she fully came and visited me in my dreams one night. Like, And I remember replaying the whole story to mom and dad. But she fully came afterwards because I was so heartbroken over her death. She was so beautiful. Yeah, she was great. So beautiful. And she walked up the stairs and she was fully like done, like in her hat and her clothes, like everything. She looked so beautiful. And she walked up the stairs and she knocked <laughs> on the door at our house. And um, I opened the door and I was like, oh, my gosh, you're here. You know, you're so beautiful. And she just like gave me a big hug and told me she loved me and she'd always be with me and that I was okay. And like it was amazing. And I was so little, but I already believed in all of that because my mom and dad were telling us about these stories of things like this happening when we were so young. Um, and it was you know, they're called, everybody calls it different things. Some people call it a ghost. Some people call it a spirit. You call it an angel. You call it the universe. You call it God. You know, all these different labels that you can put on it. But we know that there's something else out there. So definitely. Oh, Debbie, that was the most beautiful story. It was moving. And um, I just loved how you were so taken care of in the moment in your life when you most needed that nurturing. And um, Sarah beautifully describes it as your team of light. And um, we were just so moved by that story. Thank you. It was beautiful. Yeah. It very much does feel like, um, you know, you have this like, there are times when things just happen in your life that you can't explain. And or where things sort of show up in a way that you can't explain. And um, it's really nice to think about that being your team of light and who's on that team. Like I would imagine that on my team of light is probably my great grandmother, who's probably been watching over me since I was, you know, since she died when I was five years old and probably now my dad. And I bet my brother is on my team of light. Um, there's always felt like someone has been protecting me from like, are you seriously going to go walk by yourself at three o'clock in the morning in Japan and go to the 7-Eleven and get a Haagen-Dazs ice cream? Like that sounds like <laughs> the dumbest thing that you could ever do. But, um, I've, somehow I was protected in that, uh, you know, walk to 7-Eleven and oh. I was safe. And I remembered thinking back to that as an adult and being like, wow, like who is watching over me when that happened? Because <laughs> there's just these moments, but you were given this like amazing gift of this spirit, this presence coming down and actually showing up. And it was to you and dad. It's not like it was just to you. Mm -mm. We both, it was you yeah. and dad. You both saw it. You both walked out being like, where did she go? You know, and they're like, I had the letter somewhere. <gasps> oh, it's beautiful. Wow. Ah, that is 
It's wild. I love that. I love the great mysteries of life. It's one of my mm-hmm. favorite things mm-hmm. that, and that we don't need all the answers. We can just learn to leave it be and know that it's something otherworldly and beautiful. And it's, it is light. It, it's, um, and it makes me feel, I don't know if you guys both feel like this. I never really feel alone because I know there's just mm-hmm. this other presence, this higher being protecting me and guiding me and leading the way. I, um, Sarah, when you mentioned about your team of light, it made me think about this time when I was on, uh, I was shooting Ride Like a Girl and I had this horrible onset accident where. Oh, yes. Um, I remember that. The horse I was on was not a an actor horse. It was a, um, it was actually just an ex-race horse that they had pulled in for this movie. And I was on the horse in the jockey position and a couple of other horses got spooked or they got um, sent by my horse at the wrong time. Something happened with the communication and my horse just took off and just at a flat gallop just started galloping. And I've never galloped on a horse before. I was up in the jockey position (laughs) and I was bouncing around and wobbling and so fatigued and he was just legging it and the safety horses were galloping towards my horse to try and stop it. And it was outrunning everything. It was outrunning every horse. And I remember my trainer at the time just yelling at me from the back of his safety horse. He was about three horses behind me and he was like, just hold the F on. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And everything sort of went slow motion. And as I was getting more fatigued, I was like jelly. I was just wobbling around and sliding. And I was like, oh, I'm about to go under the hooves. And I, I'm mic'd, so I've actually got this, the audio is somewhere. And I started talking to my nana. And I just started saying, nana, please, I cannot leave these little boys. Do not let me leave these little boys. I know you can hear me. Please save me. Please, please, please slow the horse down. You know, I, I will do anything. I'll dedicate my life to being the best person in the world, spreading love and joy, anything. Don't let me leave these babies. And oh. um, and the horse from a flat gallop, just the next leap went into a canter. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's slowing down. The horse is slowing down. And I felt such a presence and my body stabilised. And I had this immediate download of how I was going to navigate the next minute of the course. And I knew that it meant that the horse was going to slow down and then I was going to jump off the back of it so that I wouldn't fall because my body was so fatigued at this point. But I had gone from feeling helpless and out of control and so filled with fear to a sense of calm, everything kind of slowed down. I just had this knowing that everything was going to be okay. This is how we're going to get out of this situation. And I ended up jumping off the horse and sort of rolling. And I thought I had broken my legs. I was like, oh, I've only broken my legs. That's great. That's so much better than (laughs) than dying. Thank God. And the whole crew had just frozen and they were just frozen, staring at me. Everyone thought I had died um, because they saw me come off the horse. And I was like, I was okay. My nana was with me. 
it was all under control. Do not worry. Like my beautiful Dora <laughs> Sanders was looking after me. She oh. knew I wanted to live on and be be a mama and have my babies and have more babies. Um, but I remember that distinct moment, what you said, Sarah, about like, oh, those team of people who are looking out for you. And I needed her in that moment and she showed up for me. So it's uh, oh. it's a beautiful idea to know that they're with us and keeping us company and, you know, I take comfort in that. I remember that story and it was crazy. You were like, not 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 just everybody was staring at you, but they were also like, people were like crying, like mm. fully crying because they were like, oh, she's right. Yeah. And they heard the, or everyone had the, they had the cans on so they could hear me uh, like praying and just being like, please don't let me die. Yes. I've got babies. Like, don't let me leave them. Oh, and my it was gosh. so sad. That's why they were crying. <laughs> oh, well, they all thought this oh is gosh. it. This is everyone thought because I was so wobbly. <laughs> it really looked like I was coming up. Um, but, yeah. That is so wild. Thank you, Nana, for having my back. Thank you, Nana. Oh, it's so – it's good. Yeah, it's really nice to believe – to, like, think about that and know that you have those people looking out for you and that um, – there's moments that we can tap into that. And mom, somehow when you were 18 years old, you tapped into that and you were given that moment that was amazing. Debbie, do you feel him around you over the years? Have you felt Robert show up in varying forms? Do you sense his presence? Uh, I did like for a long time, you know, um, and it's, it's, but as long as you keep the memory alive, then you have that. Because I always wonder what he would look like now. What would he be doing? Mm -hmm. Because that was in, uh, he was born in 1980. He died in 82. So it would be like, uh, this year is what, 2022. So he would be like 42, which is crazy because I'm not even 40 yet. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it, it, I, I wonder what his life would be like. You know, I, I wonder, I mean, it doesn't go, they doesn't go by that you don't think about, you know, what would they be like? You know, what would he be doing? You know, what do you, what do you have followed his dad and be a pastor? What do you have done? You know, like, what would he have done? You know, you wonder all the time, you know, mm -hmm. so you never, you never forget, you know, you're, it's always there. And uh, I mean, like I always tell people that lose children, you know, you never get over it. You get through it, but you never get over it. It will always be there with you, you know, and you wonder, you know, imagine, you know, what life would be like for them every year, you know, especially when their birthday comes around. I mean, there's been there's like photos um, of him that I've seen, you know, when from that you had when he, and he was little and his like baby pictures and stuff and those like little JC Penny photos that you would like take him and get him all dressed up. But, <laughs> um, but there's been moments when I've been looking at my kids, Wyatt and winter specifically where mm. I feel like I can see him in them, exactly, you know, like from facial. those pictures, mm -hmm. I'm like, Whoa, like the genes are so strong and exactly. I can definitely, see my brother in them, which is wild. And then Esme, you know, I love that we've had you on here today and that um, we've tapped into this amazing and, you know, incredible moment and story in such a tragic 
um, time in your life. I think we should do a whole episode on grief because I, I don't think it's something that's talked about enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that there's enough out there to help people. And, um, you know, we've experienced um, you know, different forms of grief in our life, losing dad and you losing a child and losing other family members. But um, I think we should do an episode talking about it and um, – talking about experiences and just, you know, how we get through, how we cope, how you like, live through all of that and and um, communicate with each other. Um, and we would love to have you back and do that for sure. Yeah. Just let me know. <laughs> just let you know. <laughs> you can pencil us in if you're not like camping or uh, catching poisonous frogs in your backyard. Oh, my God. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I, I love all animals. Any, I don't care what they are, but I'll try to save them. But. No thanks to the poisonous frogs. Sedona poisonous frog. Well, even though I knew it was poisonous, uh, the next time Louie did that, uh, I took it out front and uh, let it out front, which. Oh, so you were still holding on to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually had, I actually got like a uh, gloves on. Oh my God. I will save like a, a bug the size of a flea in the pool. And so now it's not enjoyable. I go in, I'm like, I'm constantly saving bugs from the pool. Well, I would save all the lizards in the, in the pool. Oh. I actually, actually have resuscitated some and, you know, <laughs> Keiko, Keiko, <laughs> the Shiva in you that I have is like, waiting to get that lizard i'm like no we gotta save it i'm like you're like you're like you're giving the lizard like cpr, CPR. Just rubbing <laughs> on it you know like wake up you're okay oh my gosh you're the cutest person you really are i see where you get it from sarah she she definitely has um she has a crazy love she had a crazy miniature doberman pincher named jojo the one that ended up being diabetic and couldn't see and like felt her way over to my grandma's house every day to eat bacon and we were like this is why she's not doing well she would like feed her like sugar and bacon grease and we were like she can't even see but she could like find her way to my grandmother's she house could to get her way over there yes. but, but that dog my mom got that dog when i left to go like live in japan for mm-hmm. a few months and when I came back, that dog would just pee in my suitcase in the middle of my bed, like all of my stuff. Like it hated me, but that's true. It always lived with us, um, and I'm sure there was some spirit inside of her that was like, "Oh yeah, we don't like that one." <laughs> you left us. Yeah, I just that's right. I left. I left you guys. So you abandoned her. She did pee on your stuff. I, I warned you. Don't leave your clothes on the floor. I was like, "Well, it's my house. What am I supposed to do?" <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, well, Mom, thank you so much for coming on here today and joining us for. Oh, it's it's fun. I I enjoyed it so much, and I love your I love the Mother Days. Oh, thank, thank you, Debbie. You. You're such a ray of light. Well, thank you. <laughs> you really are, and um, thank you for um coming after work. I'm sure you didn't even have time to eat dinner. So, and Teresa hasn't had breakfast where she is. <laughs> I know, and I worked through. I worked through my lunch today. So. Of course, you did. And uh, yeah, Teresa's pounding back some sort of Indonesian chip over there. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> it's true. Well, we love you. Thank I you for you coming too. on today. And um, you guys, this is another episode from our spooky supernatural series on the Mother Days. You can find us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
And um, if you need your teeth done in Arizona, <laughs> you can go visit <laughs> my mom, Debbie, and she'll hook you up. Your teeth will be super white. I mean, <laughs> they might <laughs> they might hurt a little bit and get some zingers, but it's all worth it. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Okay. That was just- That was the 80s. <laughs> back, that was just back in the 90s. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just aged you up so much. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys. All right. Mwah. 